0: Exploremore presents a reading from Strangers Like Angels with a devil or two to boot by Alec and Jan Foreman. Chapter 33 Delhi Dealings, 3rd to the 21st of November 1977, India Tourist Campsite, Delhi, India, 19th of November 1977 Dear Mum, Dad, David and Paul, hope you're all well. Writing to you from hot, hot Delhi. Alec and I are both wearing our t-shirts and shorts today at the campsite whilst we are busy doing maintenance and chores. I don't ever wear my shorts out and about in public on this trip, as it would be inappropriate in many of the countries we've been visiting. The first thing we did when we arrived here a week ago was to check out the post restante. Found two letters from you, one from Alec's folks and one from our new friends Nigel and Helen in Vienna. Plus, the replacement rubber diaphragm for the water pump arrived too, which is a great help. Thanks, Dad, for organising that. Mum, did you win a prize for the changing of the guard floral exhibit you created? Do Auntie Barbara and Auntie Peg still go to floral art? We called by the British Embassy yesterday and read in the Daily Telegraph that Princess Anne has had a baby boy. Hope the bread strike is finished. For the past few weeks we've been eating unleavened bread, a novelty at first, but I've eaten enough for a lifetime and it's now a pleasant change to have sweet bread rolls here in India. Oh my birthday! Yes, I had a lovely time. Thanks for the cards from the aunts, Brenda, Jane and yourselves of course. Also, mention to Auntie Barbara that the little battery Kenwood mixer she gave us before we left is marvellous. I use it every day to mix powdered milk in water. To answer David's question, up until today we have used 2,070 gallons of petrol travelling 28,876 miles, which works out to almost 14 miles to the gallon. Amazing to think we've been travelling for over nine months. It's become another way of life, and it'll be strange to be in one place for a long time once again. So we left Srinagar a week ago to drive over 900 miles south to Delhi, via Kishwa, Kilang, Batoke, Makloid, Ganj and Dharamsala. There we had a bit of an accident. The road was busy as we left the town and there was a traffic jam as we drove down the hill towards Manulikad Bridge. The bridge was only wide enough for one vehicle and the traffic was waiting for a bus to cross over. Directly in front of us was an army truck full of troops and close behind us was our travelling companion's Land Rover and close behind him a taxi and so on. Suddenly... The army truck began to reverse towards us. I yelled and waved as Alec honked the horn. We were hoping the soldiers in the open back would alert the driver too. But no, the truck kept coming and coming until it rammed hard into our right wing. So the rest of the day was spent at the military checkpoint filling in forms in triplicate. They gave us 200 rupees as compensation. Enough for repair, but not for new parts. At the end of the day, we were just thankful the accident wasn't any worse. We drove in the next couple of days through Mandi, Ut and south towards Simla. Both land rivers found it tough work to climb the Jolori Mountain Pass at 10,280 feet along the steep tracks. As the engines needed to cool down at the top, we took a wonderful hour's walk along the ridge and saw the magnificent panoramic view of a deep valley with its pine-forested slopes. The snow-capped mountains in the distance heralded the beginning of the Himalayas. Celebrations for Diwali, the Hindu festival of light, were in full swing as we passed through towns and villages. Families were out in great numbers, strolling happily along in their best outfits. Stalls were decorated with festive paper chains and piled high with displays of colourful sweets and sticky cakes. Music, singing and firecrackers resounded in the evenings. The closer we got to Delhi, the crazier the driving. We had several near misses with buses overtaking and vehicles pulling out of side roads without even giving a glance to see if there was any oncoming traffic. No indicators are used. You just honk your horn the loudest and make a move. Being here in this vast city is quite an eye opener. One evening we were wandering along the back streets, dodging between hundreds of people, bikes, and trishaws. Trishaws are a form of local taxi, a tricycle with a canopied seat fixed across the back two wheels for passengers or goods. Beggars crouched near a chapati cafe, hopeful of a bite to eat. Many other people, including whole families, were bedding down for the night along the dirty, uneven pavement near the open gutters. As for us, we were fortunate to be going back to our own mobile home and tucking into a good square meal at the camp restaurant. Chop suey, pork chow mein, naan bread a mango lolly and a lovely coffee, all for 65 pence. A world apart from the locals, just down the street. This campsite is a melting pot of nationalities. An Australian couple with a baby and a young son are en route home, driving in their Land Rover camper van. There's a French guy with his pregnant girlfriend. The usual Encounter Overland and Exodus tour companies are here with their big groups, all travelling in trucks. A Swiss nurse who lived in Tanzania as a child is journeying alone on public transport. This mix creates a hubbub of lively interaction in the evenings. Shopping for food in Delhi is quite a challenge, probably because it's a vast city and we don't know our way around. Fortunately, on a street near to the campsite, there's a good fruit and veg market, plus bread and eggs are available too. I was delighted to find India's equivalent of shredded wheat in the form of 18-inch long straight strands of procet wheat. Broken up into a bowl and soaked in hot milk, they make a delicious breakfast. Our travelling companion Jean-Luc needed a number of spares for his Land Rover and we were directed to Neru Mark International Market where the car spare parts traders are. When the brakes failed recently on Jean-Luc's vehicle, Alec investigated the problem and discovered that the seals in the brake hydraulic system had become soft and squidgy. This caused the fluid to leak around the seals making the brakes useless. Alec realised the wrong fluid had been used and it all tracked back to an unfortunate mistake made by a mechanic months before in Switzerland. Jean-Luc handed the plastic bag of ruined seals of various diaphragms to a store owner, Mr Singh. He was very obliging and looked high and low in his store for all the seals required, taking down this box and that and sizing up the individual seals to find a perfect match. The Land Rover in question, a six cylinder Series 3 safari model, is not imported into India right now, and consequently, seals with the exact catalogue number aren't available. Whilst the search was conducted, we sat on stools drinking tea prepared by the Gopher Lad. When all the seals were assembled in a pile on the countertop, Jean Luc asked how much he owed. The storekeeper replied, You are a visitor in our country. For this reason, I wish to give you these seals as a gift. There is no need to pay me anything. We were flabbergasted by such generosity to us foreigners and sincerely thanked the kind and honourable man. Alec and Jean-Luc worked for four solid days on Jean-Luc's Land Rover. As soon as they finished one thing, something else cropped up. They went back and forth to buy spare parts at Mr Singh's shop and encouraged other overland vehicle owners to go there too. As we were staying in Delhi for a few days, Alec arranged for a garage to have our vehicle in each day to repair the dented wing. The mechanics worked steadily and produced an excellent result for 75 rupees, less than the compensation the army gave us. Leaving the Land River parked at the garage, Alec and I took a rickshaw for a helter-skelter ride to the bus station. A rickshaw is a three-wheeled, motorised, open-sided minicab that you can hail for a perilous ride amongst the crazy, noisy traffic. We decided to treat ourselves to a city coach tour, which took us first south of the city, where we visited the Kutab Minar, the tallest minaret in India built in the early 13th century out of red sandstone and marble and is adorned with intricate carvings and inscriptions of verses from the Quran. Biela Temple in New Delhi is located just off Cornot Place and was commissioned in 1933 by the Biela family of industrialists. It took six years to build and was inaugurated by Mahatma Gandhi in 1939. It's a magnificent pink and white temple guarded by great stone elephants. On the interior of the temple, paintings and statues of Hindu gods are displayed. Jantamanta Observatory, designed by Maharaja Jai Singh of Jaipur in 1724, was another interesting architectural construction we saw that incorporated a sundar within its structure. We stopped for lunch at a large Punjabi restaurant frequented by many Indian tourists. There we ate a delicious hot meal of chicken curry, rice and japatis with mango juice. As we dined, a military parade of smartly dressed soldiers with bright red turbans marched along the street. Nearby, in a public garden, two workmen were taking a nap in the shade of a tree. They had been hard at work, one leading a cow that pulled a large lawn mower that was being guided across the lawn by their second man. While the men napped, the cow helped herself to the cuttings in the grass box, the fruit of her labour. The coach continued to take us to other historical sites, including the tomb of Mahatma Gandhi and the Great Red Fort. Delhi is a fascinating city with old and modern buildings side by side, just like the rich and poor living in sight of each other. It's a cultural explosion of humanity in all its exotic charm, elegance and raw degradation. Well, on that highfalutin note, I'd better finish as Alec says he's hungry. We're going to the camp restaurant for one of their tasty burgers. Lots of love from Alec and Janice. Total distance driven 28,876 miles. You've been listening to a reading from Strangers Like Angels, with a devil or two to boot, by Alec and Jan Foreman, presented by Explore More. Explore More is an adventure lifestyle brand founded on the 1977 travel stories of Alec and Jan Foreman. With a passion to inspire people to explore more of the world, engage with others, and embrace global cultures to ensure a greater understanding for each other and enable positive progression. Discover great products and more on exploremore.com. That's EXPLMORE.com.